11 Ama, which I have done for almost 23 years now. All my friends, they were really like, Ama is the worst place with the worst people. <laughs> and don't ever go there. <laughs> but Ama have some things that you don't find in the rest of Copenhagen. Hello and welcome to episode five of This Amakena Life, Archipelago's all-new season of stories from and about the island of Amma in southern Copenhagen. I'm your host, James Clasper, and in this episode, we're going to meet the chef who's trying to put Amma on the culinary map, quite literally. You can see what is the distance to my food I'm going to have. My distance to the apples is 550 meters. And whose restaurant? is as much about local culture. We talk about all the local history because we're in a very, very historical place of Copenhagen. As local cuisine. I have no idea that we have so many different kinds of wild mushrooms in Kongelundskogen. It's a Friday evening in late autumn. And at Uens Bisestel, dinner service is in full swing. In the kitchen, head chef and owner Ungve Fobian is basting pumpkin in brown butter. The orders are coming in thick and fast. And little wonder, Ungve has a full house and the majority of guests have gone for the set menu. On the face of it, the dishes they're getting wouldn't look out of place anywhere else in Copenhagen. There's fermented carrots, pickled herring, and this being Denmark, roast pork. But look closer. The set menu has a name, Uen Rund, meaning around the island. And as each dish is presented, Bungve's partner Panilla explains the provenance of its ingredients. In the right corner you have what is called an amamel, which is named after the island you're on right now. We've made it with uh, some deer from uh, Fat Calvable Fellow, the area on uh, Amma as well. Above that one you have the eel that we've caught down by the beach. And these birds are then different kind of birds that we get from uh, outside of by the airport. We've made it with uh, two different kind of apples. The ones that we have on the top one, the, the pickled one, are um, from uh, Amarfellow. Indeed, from the fish caught in the icy waters of the Ursund, to the veggies grown in fields near Drauer, to the apples foraged from the common, the majority of ingredients come from Amma. Take it from me, in a city crammed with copycat restaurants whose definition of local often strains credulity, Uen Spiesestel is a genuine revelation. But here's the thing, the restaurant wasn't always like that. And to understand how it's changed and why, you have to go right back to the beginning when Ungve decided to open it. I'm a gardener and then I was a chef and worked many places. And then I like to have my own place. And then I'm starting up here maybe five years ago because I think it was an interesting place to start up. Interesting is certainly one word for it. You see, Uen Spiesestel is located in Prisman, a sports and culture center. The building 
was designed by famed architect Dorte Mandrup. Its name translates as the crystal. And according to the Danish Architecture Center, it's, quote, wrapped in an opalescent polycarbonate envelope, which sounds impressive, though I suppose that could be Google Translate having an off day. In any case, a sports hall filled with sweaty people playing five-a-side football isn't the most obvious of venues for ambitious chefs. But Ungve decided to go for it, in part because of PB43, a creative community located in a former paint factory just across the road. The artists who work there would surely be a captive audience for his casual cuisine, he thought. And yet... The same day that I was uh, taken over and, and, uh, and signed my contract, it was uh, closed down and it's very, very bad. We got no people who's just walking by. Indeed, PB43 is long gone now. It was replaced by a self-storage facility, a windowless block that is just about the worst view I think I can imagine diners having. Or, as Ungve puts it, When you look out of the windows, <laughs> It's actually concrete jungle all around us. In other words, he needed a plan B. And for that, he turned to the power of a good yarn. We need to tell a story so people can see uh, the different kinds of uh, Amma and the different kinds of, uh, of our place. And believe me when I say that Uwe Spiesestel has more stories than you can shake a stick at. First of all, of course, there's the story of Amma itself and the historical importance of food, not only for the island, but for Copenhagen as a whole. Amma, this island, they have like so much history about how we eat and how we get the supplies of food into Copenhagen. Copenhagen, it really started because we have a market in, uh, in Drauer, a fish market in, uh, in the Middle Age. You should imagine it was like Roskiller Festival. <laughs> 15,000 people from all North Europe come to buy herrings. Then we have all the vegetables. In 1521, Christian III was taking the Dutch people in to grow Amma so we could get the, yeah, Brussels sprouts, uh, onions, potatoes, all kinds of new vegetables we don't have before. Ungve got the year right, but it was actually Christian II who in 1521 invited 184 Dutch farmers to settle on Amma and use their agricultural know-how to supply Copenhagen and its court with fruit, vegetables and flowers. And to this day, there are farmers with Dutch heritage and Dutch names ploughing the fields of southern Amma. Most days, in fact, Ungve does the rounds of them, collecting Carrots. fresh vegetables for his kitchen. Mm, I love the smell. Celery. Mm. And, and it's so fresh. It's like when you're being a chef, it's like amazing to just know it's just they just they just pick it out of the dirt. <laughs> it's it's so great, and it's also it's so satisfaction for me. I know where everything is grown. I know where the birds are shot. I know where the fish is catch. I mean, I'm so glad every day I go to work and said, oh, you can actually run a restaurant when you know where all your foods are from. As we just heard, that food includes not only fruit and veg, but fish and fowl. In Amma, you're allowed to hunt all the year because we have the airport. What he means is that, in order to reduce the risk of bird strike around Copenhagen Airport, hunters can take aim at the local pigeon, duck and geese population all year round. 
And that's not all. Then I have deer from uh, Kalvebod Fælde, which is the new part of Amager, seven kilometers from the main center of Copenhagen. He's talking about an area of land taking up about a quarter of the island. Kalvebod Fellow, or Common, was developed on reclaimed seabed in the 1940s and now comprises tidal marshes, forests, and pastures of livestock and game. During service, Ungve and his front-of-house team are only too happy to tell curious diners about Amma's gastronomic bounty, a story that also features prominently on the dining room wall. Then we have, like, a, a map, an old sea map, I find. Indeed, on display, alongside several Danish artworks and a framed football shirt, Marking the local team's most famous victory is a map of Amma showing where each ingredient comes from. You can see what is the distance to my food I'm going to have. My distance to the apples is 550 meters. And then we have like the longest distance is, uh, is the celery, it's 10 kilometers to Stormaulibu. Looking closely at the map, I noticed that the nearest ingredient, marigold leaves, were foraged exactly 133 meters away that the apples had in fact come from a nearby allotment and that the rhubarb had come from Jonathan's garden. I asked Ungve about this, and it turns out his cuisine is local in more ways than one. If they have something they're not going to use in the garden or they go out and pick something in nature, they just bring it up here and I make something out of it and then they get a free meal for it. For instance? They were coming, a, a, a young girl with his dad with... 10 kilos of pears with a pickle them for our cheese and then they get a free meal. Then there was a lady who was picking up chestnut and then they make some kind of with the chestnut and she get a free meal. At this point, I was curious about what inspired Ungve's culinary approach. Turns out that the past couple of years of lockdowns had shifted his thinking. In a very global time, what was Corona was showing us, people really like the local thing, really like what's next to me. It's very important. When, when everything's closed down, oh, it's beautiful that we have a fish 800 meters from here. And, and we have uh, like vegetables, and then we can like make a history out of that and serve it. And yet, at Uren Spiesestal, food isn't the only thing on the menu. Amma itself is too. Inside here, we talk about all the local history because we're in a very, very historical place of Copenhagen, a very black history. A case in point, the very road the restaurant lies on. We have the street called Hamblaskade. We call it the street without mercy <laughs> because we have like 10 murders the last 25 years, I think. I tried to confirm that morbid fact, but Wikipedia only went so far as to describe Homblasgal as one of the most lively streets in the area, which is close enough, I suppose. In fact, it turns out the entire neighborhood is pretty lively. Just after Ungve had shown me his latest vegetable delivery, he mentioned where we were. We're standing here in, uh, in the corner of Wermelandsgade. And uh, we have this police murder called Pelle Sørensen, who's uh, one morning in 1965 was killing uh, four police officers. If you're curious, that infamous spot 
is visible from the dining room, just east of the monstrous self-storage center. But as ghoulish as this all sounds, there's a reason why these stories are part of the experience of dining at Uden Spiesestel. It's told to the diners because we have no uh, ocean view to look at. We have uh, no expensive furnitures. What we only have there is our history, memories and culture, and uh, some, some of our guests call it <laughs> part of a museum with food. <laughs> For Ungve's more intrepid guests, that museum-esque experience often continues after their meal, when they're encouraged to visit the last remaining dive bars, or bodegas, on the street without mercy. There was uh, 20 bodegas. Now there's only two left with the same name. We have Jaguar and Jonskron. So a lot of times when people have eat here, we have guests who's not from Amma, then they're also gonna have the bodega. So after here, they're going to Jaguar and Jonskron, just around the corner to have this real Amma atmosphere still. I'm pretty sure that's a tongue-in-cheek comment because Amma is changing fast. And the real Amma, well, that's very much in the eye of the beholder. After all, the very dive bars he sends guests to at the end of the night aren't the same places he first stepped into a quarter of a century ago. I know when I move out here and I uh, was 17, 18 years old and said, oh, maybe I try a beer on the local, on the local bodega and go into Jaguar. It was tough. And people was looking around you when you come in and, and you have dogs go around and it was very tough. It's not like today when it's a student bar. <laughs> And here's the thing, while some of Ungve's guests joke that Uen Spiesestel is a little like a museum with food, the restaurant isn't about preserving the past, as about reflecting how Amma has changed. After all, its owner can well recall what its reputation was, until very recently. When I moved to Amma, <laughs> no, I, was, I was 70 years old and my mom and dad died. So I have no place to live. So uh, I have an uncle who lived in Amma. There were still very, very cheap apartments. And it was very, very looked down. All my friends, they, maybe the parents have bought them an apartment. They were really like, Amma is the worst place with the worst people. <laughs> and don't ever go there. <laughs> so it was not maybe the big thing in, the, in, my, in my life. It was not a career step up when I moved to Amma. <laughs> The rest of Copenhagen called us Lordeøen, which means shit island. So my restaurant is built out of shit and murder. <laughs> and I think this may be the key to understanding Ungve's restaurant. Because while built out of shit and murder is hardly a strong slogan, putting Amma on the menu and making it a part of the guest experience is a reflection not only of Ungve's local pride, but of his desire to defy the snobs and naysayers who have looked down on Amma for so long. And that may well make it the most distinctive restaurant in town. Everybody has said, no, you cannot do it. You cannot make a restaurant when you make decent food in a sports area. No, you cannot make all this map around. No, you cannot make this table and go on and go on and go on. And then, okay, I need to show those assholes out on another side of the bridge <laughs> that we can do it here.
You've been listening to episode five of This Amakena Life, a new season of Archipelago all about the island of Ama. If you've enjoyed listening to it, feel free to share it with friends and family or leave a nice review wherever you get your podcasts. This Amakena Life is written, produced and hosted by me, James Clasper. The only thing I don't do is the music. That's by two artists, Scenery and Squares and Triangles. And you can find links to their music in the show notes, along with a link to Ewan Spiesestel's homepage. Many thanks for listening, and I hope to see you by the jukebox at Jaguaran soon. <laughs>